Hey everybody, we are back here. I'm doing another, it's been a while, but I'm doing another episode of Rambling with Chris. This time it's going to be called uh, Coronavirus, uh, it's the Coronavirus edition, so we are gonna have a little fun with this, talk about how things are going, talk about what we're seeing in the world today, maybe make a phone call, I don't know, we'll see what happens, but here we go, stay tuned, Rambling with Chris, coming in hot from quarantine. Alrighty, folks. Well, we are recording here on April 6, 2020, and we are uh, on a what we call a quote-unquote coronacation, okay? Uh, we're working from home. We're hanging out. We're not doing a whole lot uh, of socializing because we're social distancing. And so uh, it's been a little crazy around the world right now, starting with the COVID-19 virus in China. Some people were eating some bats, I guess, or some bad bats. I don't know. And uh, then they got sick, and then it spread to the rest of the world. And then people in Italy really got sick, and they went on lockdown, and an entire generation of Italians may be gone. And now it's here in America, and New York City is just in duress. And here in South Dakota, we are still, according to the map I looked at that tracks cell phone movement, we are listed in my county as one of the... uh, one of the counties with the most movement of people still. So social distancing, I don't know if it's happening too much unless people gave like some cows a cell phone and they're tracking where their cows go. And that's the only way I can see how things might be okay, but I don't think it's cows. So, but anyway, coronacation. It's a little weird thing. I've been home with my family, with my wife and my son, Blaze. He's coming up on a year here. And so, uh, we're just going to try to figure out what to do for his birthday. Probably live stream it for the whole family to watch. Watch him smash that cake. But I, for one, I'm just glad that he's not going to be able to remember this birthday because he's too young. But anyway, it's it's crazy stuff out there. So what I'm going to do is kind of just dig into some of the cool things that I've seen that uh, the churches and people are doing around the world, especially the Catholic church, as we've had to make some adjustments with public masses being canceled. Um, But then also maybe phone a friend, see uh, how they're doing during the quarantine time and uh, what some of the cool things that they think are going on, uh, some of the cool things they think are going on uh, around this world right now. So we got a great show today. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so now a lot of people have been knocking the Catholic Church for years about being behind the times, right? Most of it is because of like the teachings of the church. People think they're outdated and people think that they're hedonistic, maybe they're a little bit uh, anti, they're anti-progress, anti, anti anti-men, you know, anti-women, all these anti-things, right? And I'm not going to agree with them because truth is truth, okay? And it's going to resonate throughout ages. But but I will agree with people who say the church has been a little behind the times in regards to maybe how they use technology to evangelize, to bring people to Jesus, to bring kind of these cool things, to do cool creative things, to draw in a flock. I'll, I'll give people that if they ever say that. Now, some of the cool things we've been seeing like, of course, in my area, there's two parishes here. Both parishes have been live streaming daily masses. It's really sweet. Like, they've got it on Facebook 
One of them has even got it on a website of a, a funeral home is doing a live stream for them and providing a source for them to upload their videos. It's really cool. Okay. Apart from that, we're hearing various different uh, recordings from them, from their pastors talking about how they're praying for us and giving us little fervorinos, little things to help us get through our day. It's pretty sweet. And so it's really cool to see what's going on in just this area here. But I mean, nationwide, this last weekend, I participated in the virtual Catholic conference and it was awesome. It was put on by a group called Metanoia Catholic and they had like... 50 different people record, mind you, like 50 different Catholic speakers from around the country record 20-minute segments about whatever it may be. I, I wound up listening to three of them. I listened to uh, a guy named Jeff Cavins talking about like our duty as men, especially during times of crisis, stepping up and what it means to be a real man rooted in scripture. I listened to one by a guy named Matt Frad, and I'll say good I might down under. He talked about St. Thomas's uh, St. Thomas Aquinas's five remedies for sorrow. So if we're feeling sorrowful or stressed out during this time, it was five remedies that St. Thomas Aquinas himself lays out for sorrow. And the last one I listened to was by Damon Owens titled men of mercy, men of joy talking about how it was like, we as men set the tone for self-giving love. And we set the tone for what it means to give mercifully to people, to love people. And so that was really cool. I was really impressed with that. Um, and I don't know the numbers for that, but upwards, I think, from around 75,000 people participated in that virtual Catholic conference. And I think this is something that I'd love to see. I'd love to see that continued. I know that I personally found great encouragement from being able to just sit down for 20 minutes, listen to a great talk by people who are awesome at what they do, and just be filled up. You know, and I really, really enjoyed that. So that happened this weekend, the virtual Catholic conference. But then as you scroll Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, all these churches, all these parishes around the country are doing really unique things. I've seen several places that are doing like drive up confessionals. And they did yesterday for Palm Sunday. I saw a lot of people did some like a drive up Palm Sunday procession. Like that's cool. And my favorite one that I've seen so far, uh, Catherine Prejean McGrady, she is a wonderful speaker, uh, especially around the Steubenville circuit, talks to youth and works with youth ministry people to help us reach teens. And she's obviously not traveling because of her itinerary. She's an itinerary preacher, of course, and speaker. Uh, and her husband's a teacher, teaches from home. She's got a, uh, they've got a two-year-old daughter. It's amazing, beautiful family. But she has shared, she shared yesterday this picture and it's, she's, it's happened three times in her area. I believe they've done a Eucharist, Eucharistic procession around their town. And I tell you what, that's sweet. They have three car, three pickups, the pre there's, then they're the Jesus, and a monstrance in the front one with the priest holding up the monstrance going around town. And then the other two pickups in the back are other priests waiting to take their turn to live the monstrance. And she said yesterday's procession lasted nine hours. Now that's amazing. I want that, man. That'd be so cool to do here. So uh, if any of my priest friends from the area are listening, hint, hint, wink, wink, People need Jesus, and that's a wonderful and really unique way to bring people Jesus to the streets. So I don't know. That's really cool. But we've seen churches step up. We've seen people step up. We've seen priests, religious people step up. Another one, too, from my area is this new it's a website called Catholic Social, founded by, started by a guy named Eric Gallagher and a group he works with. And Catholic Social is basically it's a format for you to create private groups 
for, for example, I have one with a group of kids that I call on my retreat team. Um, and we'll post articles or post videos that encourage them and have a discussion between just our group on the video or on the scripture passage. And it's awesome. And he released it a few weeks ago just as this was getting started because he believes this is a fantastic way for a conversation to happen when, of course, you can't be in person to do it. Is it the best way, of course, to build relationship? No, but it's a way that kids are familiar with because, I mean, being able to be on a website, being able to be techie is something that they're used to. And so why not play to their strengths? And the church has really stepped up to help play to people's strengths. And so what this Catholic Social has been doing is they've partnered with Y Disciple. They're posting videos from Y Disciple um, that are really great. We got Nick Red there who is leading that charge, uh, talking about, you know, certain things about how to be a disciple of Christ, becoming fully alive, who is Jesus to you. All these topics are talked about, and then our students, our kids, or whoever you're involved are invited to discuss that and share their hearts with people, and it's really cool. And so that's just another way I've seen them stepped up in my area. And so I've been really impressed with how our church has responded to everything going on with uh, in our public sphere. I, for one, have missed Mass. I've been missed going to and receiving the Eucharist weekly and every Sunday. And being able to just go sit in the church has been really a struggle. And so I, I, I know many people can relate. And I got to admit, I, I'm going to own this one, okay? About a month and a half ago, sitting in church during Mass, and it was during the Eucharistic prayer, I'm like, gosh, like, what is going on? I'm like, I love going to Mass. I love the history and tradition of our church. I love everything that it stands for. I love the truth. And I'm like, Jesus, like, I just feel like I don't love the Eucharist enough. I want to love you more. So I'm like, Jesus, help me love you more. Help me love the Eucharist more. And now I can't have the Eucharist. And so I guess Jesus is going the whole absence makes the heart go fonder route. So this whole uh, quarantine canceling us from a public mass is, I guess I'll own that. If you if, if somebody's got to own it, I'll do it. God, I guess, is answering my prayer in a really unique way. But that's another thing. On that topic, I want to talk about this, okay? Life has slowed down for many people. We are, don't have to go out. We don't go to work. We are at home with our families. And we have time to sit and be and pray and to learn what it means to sit at the feet of Jesus at the cross. And I'm reminded of, of course, the story from the gospel with Martha and Mary when there's a feast being prepared. And Martha is just busy, busy, busy. She's working so hard to prepare this feast for Jesus and the guests that are there. And Mary's just simply sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening. And we have a great opportunity to be Mary. We have a great opportunity to sit at the feet of the Lord and be taught in his way of what it means to rest and to rest well, to be able to sit and be with him without any distraction, without the outside world closing in on us and, and making us and making us kind of crazy and move too fast, right? We're able to sit and read scripture, chew on it, and then not have to get up and go drive to work or get on uh, or go teach a class or go drop your kids off at soccer or all these different things that are going on in the world. We're able to just be and let God gaze on us. And that's important. And I think a lot of people in our world today, especially as we are Christians, right? We think that 
you know, the measure of a Christian is we go to church on Sunday, we volunteer, we do some good things. And like, that's great. You should volunteer. You should do good things. But we also have to remember that we have to be able to stop and rest and sit at the feet of God the Father and let him love us. Because if we can't do that, how are we supposed to give of ourselves? When you're all spent at the end of the day, when we're all spent from giving ourselves, how do we recharge? And obviously the best way to recharge is through Jesus Christ. I was thinking about it last night too when I was listening to a talk about that talk by Matt Fred about the five remedies for sorrow. And I was thinking, okay, self-care, that's a thing. Like it's a big thing that people are talking about these days, self-care, medica- meditation, right? Finding you, finding yourself, right? It's part of it. I mean, whatever, finding yourself, do, I mean, I don't know. It's a weird language, but people actually really want to find who they authentically are. And I was thinking, what does that mean? I think I have an answer. Being and finding who you authentically are happens when you give of yourself, right? Well, who gives you life first? Where does that desire to give come from? Because you can give of yourself so much, but then you find yourself burnt out without a way to fill you back up, right? And so we rest in God and God is just ready to pour on us an abundance of grace, abundance of of beautiful things to help us continue to give of ourselves. Maybe this break in 2020 is exactly what we as a world need to truly give of ourselves in a way that is authentic. This, I think, is going to force people to be truly who they are. It's going to force people to really reevaluate their life because people are going to be forced to sit at home with themselves. People are going to be forced to sit at home and not do what they've normally done. People are going to have to change. And so how are we going to change? Are we going to allow Christ Christ to love us? We're going to allow Christ to pour himself into us each day so we can in turn give our fullest self and become our fullest self? What are we going to do? And so that's my little, I guess you could say a little message today is like, are we going to use this time to become who we're created to be? Are we going to use this time to learn to sit, to be patient, to be in the presence of God and to learn what it means to truly be a follower of Jesus Christ? And I think with Holy Week coming up, we think of, I think of Peter, man, that guy was great. He's my confirmation sponsor, confirmation saint. Love him. I love him. But I think of Peter, right? Like he's, he's told, Jesus tells him, you're going to deny me three times before the cock crows. And he says, yeah, wow, I wouldn't do that. I'll follow you to the death, Lord. Pish, posh, pish, posh, right? No, he does it. He falls. And it wasn't until he has this defining moment of, of with Jesus crucified on the cross, And then even after that, he sees him resurrected. It's that defining moment where he's able to rest. He goes into hiding with all the other apostles and he's scared. He doesn't know what's happening. Kind of like we're at right now. We're scared. We don't know what's happening. But when that resurrection happens, he's transformed because Pentecost gives him the ability to be who he's created to be. So are we going to use this time of maybe confusion of fear where we're locked away in an upper room Are we going to use it to prepare ourselves for that day of Pentecost where we can come out of this, rise up, and be who we are created to be, to make this world holy, to make our our homes holy, to make our communities holy? Peter did it, and we can do it, and we are called to do it. And so... That'll just, we'll just, this little segment here is done. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and we're going to call somebody, see what happens. So stay tuned. I hope you guys are enjoying the show so far. Bye bye. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? I've got somebody on the phone. His name is Brandon Alleman. Lives out in Virginia. I did a year of ministry with him, working for Hard as Nails. I surprised. I just called him out of the blue. He didn't know I was calling, so we're gonna surprise him here. Brandon, Brandon, you you, you there? Yes. What's up, man? Hey. So my episode that I'm uh, making for my podcast right now is called the Coronacation. How's your Coronacation going? Um, it's going good. It's boring, but um, try and make the best of it. Yeah. So like, how have you, what are some things that you've done to like help improve your faith during this time? Like, or to stay connected to Jesus? Can you give us some insights? Uh, just, you know, I do youth ministry. So just reaching out to the kids, I created like a quarantine challenge where I have them like do stuff like bake stuff or go outside, take a picture of sunrise, sunset, uh, and then we do a Zoom chat. So just trying to do that and then watching more videos like Folding Sheen and, um, you know, live streaming the Mass. So I've always wanted to learn more about like Latin Mass. So I watched um, a Latin Mass two weeks ago, actually at one of the churches we traveled to for Hard as Nails. So it was kind of cool to see um, a church I went to, you know, do a Latin Mass. So um, and spending time with my family, you know, uh, my little brother working out, playing basketball with him, you know. Oh, that's sweet. So how are your youth like responding to everything you're doing? They liking it? Yeah, they, you know, they don't have school actually <laughs> for the rest of the year. So it gives them something to do. Um, you know, I went by one of my youth's house yes, or Sunday or Saturday. Um, and their family came out and I talked with them, caught up. So it's pretty good, good, um, you know, stayed away six feet, but, <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they like it, you know, it gives them something positive to do. Um, so yeah. Well, cool. I like it. Well, Hey, I'm just really encouraged by everything that like the church has been doing and stepping up, especially during this time. And so just, I want to encourage you keep on doing what you're doing. You're the best. Yeah. We'll be praying uh, for thank you. you. Thank but, you. Thank you. Hey, I'm, I, I'm, I, I wish I could talk longer, but I'll let you get to your tennis. All right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Love you, man. Hey, miss love you. Love you too. Miss you too. We'll catch up soon. Yeah. Yeah. Praying for you. Bye. You too. Bye. See guys around this nation, people are stepping up. Brand brand is a great example of that. And what it means to be a, a youth minister who's dedicated to his kids. So this is great. I love this man. Now, I see. Who should I should I call someone else? Who should I call? I don't know. Let me see. <laughs> oh man. I think should we? Ooh, I'd get a voicemail with that person. Should I call my grandma? No. She'd ramble on for a while. I love her, but she'd talk a lot. But hey. What an awesome opportunity, guys, we have as Christians to witness right now. And so, in closing, I just want to encourage you guys to continue fighting the fight. You know, if you get bored, maybe relate that boredom to Jesus. Give it to him at the cross, right? This week is a great week for that. And so, we have a great opportunity to, like I said, better ourselves, become holy. So, as I close, I just want to leave you guys with that. Uh, If you guys want to hear anything on the podcast in the future, let me know. 
I'll do another recording here soon, but I hope you guys are well. Stay inside, social distance, keep praying, and just let the Lord love you. God bless you. God love you. Have a great Holy Week.